This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everybody, to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is your AEW Dynamite Beach Break review for January 26, 2022. Beach Break coming to us from Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, the, the wonderful, warm beaches of Cleveland. Yeah, I didn't know, but yeah, that's beach. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do technically have lake beaches, but they are definitely not warm right now. Uh, which was evident in the little segment yeah. we got with Powerhouse Hobbs and Restart. <laughs> like they were ready for a ski trip instead of uh, being on the beach. But I uh, uh, can't wait to get into this show. Yeah. But before we do, I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content, our Dynamite Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Also, please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yeah, can. You can also follow the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. And please remember to give us a five-star review if you enjoy the show on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Yeah. And on Twitter, hit the notification bell on our Twitter page so you'll be notified when all of our shows go out. Um, so Sarah, yes, you ready to talk some beach break at a beach that was covered in snow. Yep. Let's go. All right. Put on the sunscreen. Uh, let's Mm. talk about this opener, which, you know, it would have to be in the conversation of the greatest opening matches of dynamite history. I know. Must be of uh, wrestling history as well yeah. for me. Like, I, I, I know there's somebody out there now going, yeah, Omega Danielson, hello. Yeah, yeah true, all right. true. That was an amazing opener. But it, this, at the very least, has to be in the conversation because yeah. it was special. There were many moments in this that will be used on highlight reels for AEW for oh, a, forever. Forever. Yeah. They're just moments. Uh, but it was... Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara in the to crown the undisputed TNT champion because Cody had the actual TNT championship and Sammy Guevara had the the interim TNT championship and it was Sammy Guevara and probably not even probably definitely the biggest moment of his AEW wrestling career mm. when he as he defeated Cody Rhodes in this ladder match. Yeah. Let's let's talk about this bad boy. Wow. Um, yeah. One, Sammy Guevara is tanned from Brazil. I was just <laughs> like, I, I wondered if I could turn like, down the colour on my TV for a minute. So I was like, oh. Um, he's been on an actual beach. Lately, he's been on or, an actual beach in Or Brazil. in an actual tanning bed. Or yeah. under some actual tanning spray. Something. But he's, he's he was definitely tanned. in Brazil. So he's definitely <laughs> seen the sun. Um, okay. Yeah, so I mean... This was insane. Absolutely mm. insane. And look, 
I know a lot of people, well, no, sorry. Half the people on Twitter are like, oh my God, this is like the Edge Jeff Hardy ladder thing, you know, where Edge speared um, Jeff off it. No, no, no. And then other people, you can't compare it to that. No, but, they are completely no. different things, but you have to give credit where credit's due. That's yes. probably this generation's that moment. Yes. We all, every generation has that moment that is like, yeah. you know, yeah. gift and replayed over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I was there, not actually in the arena, but I was like watching it when the Edge Jeff Hardy thing happened. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was watching Sammy and Cody and I literally went, oh my God, it's like Jeff Hardy knows. <laughs> so I agree. It was, it was along them lines. And um, I'm not sure how painful both of their backs are after that ladder did bounce Sammy off. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. literally, like, my toes were curling when, like, Cody, like, did a delayed suplex on a freaking ladder. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was just... I don't. I was. I was having mini panic attacks. Stressing out, man. Yes, that that suplex was awesome, and I'm like, wow, that's that's a big spot. Yeah, that's yeah. a big spot. Man, that cutter was like, whoa, <laughs> just <sighs> so well executed by yeah. both men and both everything timed perfectly. Yeah, to make it to make it that highlight reel moment. Um. Yeah, and you're right. The 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 swan tine off of the ladder on the Cody on the ladder. I felt really bad for Sammy on that one. I'm like, well, I did, I wasn't sure if the ladder was supposed to give or. Well, what? whatever it was going to do, it didn't do it. No, that <laughs> those the same people that make the tables for AEW apparently make the ladders. Yeah. They ain't no joke. There's no gimmick to that. That no. That's that legit. bounce. That legit bounce. Off yes. Of it. And even even Cody's, uh, I mean, there were you know, there was four or five major spots in this, and and Cody's um, crossroads from you know they were midways up the ladders was was an awesome crossroads. But yeah. Sammy always takes those with such force. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was just a great one off the ladders too. Um, but what a moment though when when Sammy takes the belts and uh, yeah. or one of the belts and swings it into Cody's face, takes him off the ladder. And uh, is crowned up there on top of the ladder yep. with with both belts, and the crowd was just so into this match that the 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 crowd was great tonight, especially for this. Match. Yeah, the crowd was really hot in Cleveland as well, which mm-hmm. probably because they have to generate some heat. It's freezing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, this and I know Cody. You know, there's Cody haters. I'm not just talking to you, Sarah. There are hey. I know you just hate the character, but there are people that uh, for a while have um, criticized the booking of Cody, mm. Cody going over certain people. It's, mm. it's, but I would argue it, it's Cody going over certain people and being booked the way he's booked that make these moments awesome for the person who takes them down. Like, so this, the aura that follows Cody made this moment so much better for Sammy, I think, winning this match. Mm. I would I would argue that. Yeah. Um, uh, you others may argue against me and that's fine. But I, I just think that's 
you look at the path that Cody has taken to get here, and, and that, I think that's what makes this moment so special for Sammy, too, is just to vanquish Cody the way he has in such a big match and such a big moment for him. I just think this was this was a great moment. And there's been a lot of criticism, too, of this match. And this, this crazy the way the wrestling world is, is I've heard complaints on Twitter that I can't believe they gave this away on free TV. This should have been on pay per view. No, if this, if this is what we got to argue about, sweep, yeah. sweep those arguments under the rug. Like, <laughs> you, you just got an awesome match. And, oh man, I'd really had to pay sixty bucks for that. No, <laughs> just enjoy the fact that you got this amazing match on TV. Yeah, be happy about it. I mean, look, we all know my thing with Cody, but I have said this, and I'll say it again. Mm-hmm. And I said to you before we started, Chris Jericho is replacing Cody in my <laughs> I'm getting sick of stuff um, kind of box. And look, I've said this before, like this whole thing with Cody, he is amazing because he's 100% working mm. and hooking me in, hook, line and sinker because he's that good. Credit where credit's due. The dude knows what he's doing. And to be honest with you, I'm generally now hooked into this whole Cody thing. Mm, it's the, the, the complete turnaround. Like, yes, he is like an obnoxious blada blada blada. But <laughs> dude can work and he knows what he's doing. So you can't deny the guy's talented. So as an as an amazing moment as this was for for Sammy, the the big question for me coming out of this is what happens with Cody now. Um, what, I have what no you... idea, no idea. But it's a hundred percent. I know we were originally talking about this, like Cody would win, um, because then he could elevate more people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the way this match went, Sammy Guevara got elevated even higher. Yes, than what he was. And it mm-hmm. sort of, if you remember, like, Sammy had never beaten Cody until today. Or, like, mm-hmm. until last night, whatever. Yeah. Um, I watched it today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, the whole thing with Cody and Sammy is they've been, like, obviously back and forth since the beginning of Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And I think it just shows, like, the growth of Sammy Guevara. He is a pillar of, like, the future of that company. There's no denying it. And yeah. to anybody that's, like, AEW just gets ex-WWE people. All of the people that hold belts are not ex-WWE. Exactly. Apart and, from Lucha Soros, who technically was in WWE at one point, yes. but that's by the by. <laughs> and and it's, it's a good point of, like you said, Sammy and, and Cody face in the first match of, a, of AEW, the first singles match. Yeah, the Dynamite. Want, not, yeah, Dynamite, not AEW and Dynamite. Um, and if and is that match and, and certain matches like it that people look at and go, yeah, you're trying to build new stars, and why is Cody beating Sammy Guevara? Sammy Guevara mm. is the one. Well, that's why you can't just have it right Long from turn, the beginning. Dude. Right from the beginning, have the the guy you don't know anything about beat the guy you know everything about. Because then you'd complain it, about that. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's gotten to here. So for anybody that is it sees something happen today, where. Somebody gets beaten, and you think, man, it's the young guy getting beat by the veteran. Keep this in mind. Keep mm-hmm. Cody Sammy in mind because you were probably complaining about that at the beginning of AEW now. I mean, then, 
and now this is where we are. It's it's yeah. the long playing the long game because if you do it too quickly, it kind of doesn't it doesn't flow right. If you yeah. let it happen over time, you build a star instead of just shoving somebody down somebody's throat. Yeah. So I mean, just, WWE just have like conditioned so many people to like think. Well, if you don't get over straight away, then you're buried. Um, yeah. But it's surprising. It's like I don't know. AEW has a plan. Yes, and like you know, going forwards in everything. <laughs> and we're not we're not saying everything's going to hit perfectly and no. everybody's going to get over it, but. I, they've shown us over the course of close to three years that it, more times than not, things will work out. So that's where we're able to put our faith in what they're, yeah. the store, the plan that's going down. Not everything's going to work, Nightmare Collective, mm-hmm. but most things do. So just, just hang in yeah. there. And, yeah. We'll see. Trial and error. Some things stick, some things don't. Yeah. Um, boy, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks <laughs> were hanging out at the beach with Tony Schiavone. I love this too much. Cleveland. They look cold. Like Ricky Starks in particular looked like he was ready for a ski trip. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs had the – it wasn't dressed for winter <laughs> un- underneath, but he had that fur coat on. I love this so much. Yeah, but – we did find out that Hobbs is not done with Dante Martin and that Ricky Starks will be facing Jay Lethal in Chicago on Rampage yeah. for the FTW Championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love this segment. Not just for the fact that what was said, because I'm excited for their matches, mm-hmm. but for the fact that you've got You've got such a contrast of people. The fact that Ricky starts like he's just come off a ski model shoot. <laughs> like he's just generally just walked off from the Alps and just like, yeah, I'm in vogue. Then you've got Tony Schiavone, who should have brought a coat. Yeah. And his hands are frozen to the microphone. He's <laughs> generally microphone. complaining. And then you've got Hobbs. That's just like, just dungarees and a fur coat. Just looking like, no, it's bothering him. I feel like they should have, should have all like kind of put these outfits together and all warm them. It's yeah. like everybody at work, what everybody's wearing, and you'll all be warm. <laughs> but it was like from one extreme to another, it was bizarre. But yeah. you've got to admit that that look from Powerhouse I've just makes yeah. you 100% believe that he is hard as nails. And yeah. don't mess with yeah. him because Duke can stand on a beach in snow in January in Cleveland with just a fur coat and his dung's on. <laughs> Rocking that fur coat. Um, uh, brilliant. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hey, if if you don't typically watch Rampage, uh, and why don't you? It's like an hour of awesomeness. But if you, you only have an hour, <laughs> if you don't typically watch Rampage, you might want to check that Rampage out because you do not want to miss. I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the future, but I'm pretty sure you don't want to miss Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal. No, you don't. M- for, for Ricky Stark's face in general, you don't want to yeah. miss it, but it's going to be an amazing match. Yes, Jay Lethal is awesome. So I just cannot 100%. imagine the type of match that they will have together. So definitely make it a point to watch that one. Um, yes. Uh, but speaking of hard as nails, uh, Wardlow was booked in a two-on-one handicap match in his hometown yeah, in yeah. Cleveland, and he did not disappoint, defeating 
Elijah Dean and James Alexander in uh, short fashion with uh, a dueling powerbomb symphony uh, stacking both guys on top of each other for the for the victory. One, two, three. <laughs> Pretty easy. So, uh, any comments on this match? Other than he's awesome. Um, Wardlow is amazing, scary, and I just can't wait for him to leave MJF so much. I just <laughs> want Wardlow on a like a full singles run because he's just... I don't know. I guess, Look, I've said this so many times. If you're new to listen to this podcast, I'll reiterate it. I've never been like a big body guy wrestling fan, if that makes sense. Like, I've never yeah. been into that because I'm small and dweeby. I like, you know, the kind of like smaller wrestlers. So that's why I was like a big fan <laughs> of like the Hardys and stuff like that. So they're not like big guys, but like <laughs> the power is in like the quickness and the moves and stuff. But uh, <laughs> Wardlow literally rewrote my entire view. Actually, to be honest with you, AEW rewrote my entire view on big guys in wrestling because I feel like in other places, I'm not mentioning mm. names, but WWE, <laughs> that they don't give their big guys much of a personality or they don't let them have their personality shine through. Yeah. And it's just kind of like big guy does moves and job's done. Where I feel like the bigger guys in AEW actually have like a full, like you know, colorful personality that just like comes out with yeah. all like the big moves as well. So even yeah. though Wardlow was just power bombing two guys, mm-hmm. you still got that personality, especially when he's walking back up the ramp and she was like, "Please let me go him. Please let me go him." And he's like, "No, Dave, like chill." And he's like, <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I, I love Wardlow. So. Yes. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna get a little more story layer with the Wardlow later too. We'll I do miss him in suits, but I like Wardlow. Yeah. yeah. Uh next we had the trios match. It was uh the inner circle for now. Uh Chris Jericho, Santana Ortiz defeating two point Jeff Parker, Matt Lee, and Daniel Garcia. Uh even though they got the victory. It, the main talking point coming out of this was the relationship or lack thereof between Santana and Ortiz and Chris Jericho. Because Santana and Ortiz, they didn't have any love for Chris Jericho during this match. Mm. So is that a uh, a sign for sure that there are there is a, a, an end soon to the inner circle? Look, I've loved the inner circle like whole shebang. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like they literally run the course of this now. Was like yeah. they they've done heel, they've done face. Mm-hmm. Jake Hager's sleeping in his bed with like a trophy, um. So that's new, but he's not on TV. Yeah. Um, I don't it's... know. I I feel like I feel like it's coming to its natural end. Not that they can never revisit again, but I just feel like. Look, Sammy Guevara's doing his thing. He's now TNT champion 100%. So he's got that going. Yeah. You then got Jake Hager, you know, being Jake Hager. Then Santana Ortiz kind of, for me, especially over like the last year and a half, I kind of felt lost in the mix of the inner circle. I've all, I, I sort of felt like Sammy and Chris Jericho were kind of, the ones at the forefront, and Santana and Ortiz 
although they're absolutely amazing and like in the blood and guts match and both stadiums um stadium stampedes and stuff they've been brilliant but i always feel like they're kind of they're pushed to the back because jericho and sammy shine brighter for whatever reason so i'm generally just had enough and i just want Santana and Ortiz to go on the tag run and just get the belts and be Santana and Ortiz because it's driving me up the wall, this Chris Jericho. So he's so butthurt. He's just he's like he's like a kid just pouting. And it, it, I don't want to see it. It, it. This is an interesting crossroads in and how this story's gonna go. Because you could you could easily see either or. Jericho, and it doesn't have to be either or, it could just be both be faces or both be heels, but it, you could see either or Jericho being the, the heel in this and, and Santana Ortiz coming out of this as faces, or you could see it flip. The, the heel face dynamic is completely flipped. It's, it's hard to tell what direction they're going to go in now um, because easily Santana Ortiz could be seen as because the way they were treating Jericho and they're, I mean. Did Jericho really, has he really done anything terrible to him? Uh, you know, enough to where they're just, they're not going to have anything. They're completely shunning him. I know he bad-mouthed you know, Eddie Kingston, uh, but that wasn't necessarily something Jericho had done to Santana Ortiz. You know, they're, they're I taking feel like they feel so, like he's been holding them back. Yeah, but, but not, I, and I could see how they could say that, but it wasn't like anything that Jericho has done definitively to them. Like they could see maybe he hasn't given them the opportunities, but. You would think in a situation like that, hey, we'll give Jer- Jericho a look, man, give us more shots, you know, help us get to these tag titles, you know, we'll, instead of just all of a sudden, we're done with you, dude, just that quick. So it, I can see it where that could be seen the way they're treating him as heelish. Not that everybody's going to perceive it that way, but I could see how it could be told that way if you tell the story a certain way. Or it could go the other way where Jericho could, you know, play it like, you know, from this point, he could say, look, you're treating me like this. I gave you every opportunity. I'm the one that made you. I'm the one that put you in all these spots. Look what I did for you. I did this, the stadium stampede. These are big moments for you. If not for me, that would not. So you could play it that direction, too, to where he gets egotistical now because of this and tries to downgrade Santana Ortiz on the mic to say, if not for me, you wouldn't even be in this company. So I'm, I'm, there's two different directions you can go. Personally, I hope they go that route with Jericho. I hope they take the route of him putting down Santana Ortiz and baby-facing Santana Ortiz and Eddie Kingston that way. I, I'm completely the opposite. So you want Santana Ortiz to be the heels in this? I want Santana Ortiz to be the heels because I think they're absolutely amazing at it. Oh, and I want, yes. And I want Jericho to just disappear, <laughs> basically, at this moment well, in time. I, yeah. Uh, now um, he, and he may disappear at some point, but you, they gotta tell a story with. Oh yeah, him. I before that, he before he disappears. I just feel like I've had enough of Jericho for a while now. Yeah. Um, like but, go back on tour. But we um, both talked about the best Jericho is Hill Jericho. Yeah, a hundred percent. But I also agree that with Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, I guess you. you I said I said you can have both. Maybe you can't. With this, I don't know. It's hard to, to heal both of them right now. Um, From know. my point of view, I side with Santana and Ortiz in this point of view because oh, I've been yeah. in these type of situations. Oh, I so know you I do. 100% yeah. see from their side. Yeah, and I feel like Jericho is just kind of like 
his light's being taken away from him and he doesn't like it. So he's mm-hmm. just going to have a hissy fit. And I've been around people like that and I don't care for it. And yeah. I think that that's really what wrestling is. Like you can put your own yeah. experiences onto it and that's just mine. Mm-hmm. So and although that was... this, this match was clunky as anything, yeah. Um, I was just... If, look, what was happening was, especially when Jericho kind of got in a bit of a mood and got off the apron and started walking away, I was just mm. like, yeah, just go, just leave, they're fine without you. And then he came back and did his little Jews effect, was like, yeah, see, you need me. Well, no. Yeah. <laughs> they don't <Yep>. go away. <laughs> Let them have the tag run. I just and... I just missed Santana Ortiz. Yeah. Doing Santana Ortiz. When they first came in and they were just running wild, they were hilarious and they were brilliant. And now they just feel really muted. Well, I, I can tell by the way this is going. We're we're about to get a Santana Ortiz run. Oh, so 100%. We're going to get that. We're going to get that that wish. It's just about what story they're going to tell until, we, until yeah. it's fully there because we got to get through this now. So. Mm-hmm. Be interesting to watch going forward. Um, we also found what direction Adam Page is going forward, and it is <laughs> forward into a Texas death match with the Murder Hawk so monster Lance Archer, and the look on his face. It's when, literally like they didn't tell him. So by, the, by the way, we just found out this is going to be a, a Texas death match. So do what? <laughs> is it? <laughs> Excuse me? Which was, <laughs> in a way, I was like, dude, I want, I want to see my, my champion like, yeah, but that's a realistic reaction. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to a Texas death match with Lance Archer, yeah. who's like been in them with mocks and come out as, you know, like with belts and stuff, I'd be worried as well. Yeah. And I, it's, I do like that they're doing this because this is going to be a one match thing and it hasn't had a, a ton of time to build to it. Um, so, yeah. Let's go. You know, I know it's another gimmick match, but let's let's go for it. Go Texas Death Match. Make it a spectacle for the for this one match that they're going to have. Yeah. Because uh, we assume it's just going to be one. Because we we got we got to get on to a uh, a longer term feud with uh, a guy named Adam Cole, hopefully. Mm-hmm. After this, but I'll tell you, I think they're going to tear the house down with oh, this Texas Lance Death Match. Is like, I think he's legit going to like scare people with this because mm-hmm. I just because he's been like gone for so long I just feel like he's just gonna tear into Adam Page and he it's like Adam Page will just have to have like a hope and a prayer to yeah. survive. Mm. It's it's not about how he's gonna win, it's just how he's gonna survive and still have yep. that title afterwards. hundred percent. Absolutely. Um then we had Tony Schiavone backstage with Matt Hardy and Private Party, along with Christian Cage and Jurassic Express, because we're going to get um, Jurassic Express versus Private Party for the, the tag titles. I didn't realize that Private Party were the number one ranked tag team. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I, did, I did, didn't realize Weird. that. Did I... I have no idea, but what I okay. do like with this whole thing was Matt Hardy keeps dropping his brother in a lot. <laughs> yes. And I know I should kind of curb my, you know, excitement and stuff, but I can't help it. Uh, <laughs> ooh, is he coming? Um, because <laughs> Christian's basically said that he thinks Jeff might come to AEW because of the yes. history and stuff, like a mm. last run type thing. Mm. Matt Hardy keeps dropping him in. There was that 
kind of comparison with the whole ladder match, Edge Christian, Jeff Hardy thing. Um, I just, I, you know how they were doing with like CM Punk and stuff like that, like little little drops here and there, but not actually physically saying it. I'm yes. just wondering if they're just kind of like putting little tidbits out and just letting you connect the dot. Even if he doesn't turn up, they're very, very smart. But it's just very interesting that all of yep. a sudden it's been quite vocal. Mm-hmm. Dropping some breadcrumbs. Mm. Hopefully they'll lead to uh, Jeff Hardy. That would be yeah, good. Yeah, please. Um, next, we got CM Punk coming out to the ring to, to talk about wanting to fight MJF right there in Cleveland. We knew that wasn't going to happen, though. And in, in short, in short, now there's a lot being said here, but in short, MJF came out and, and we're not going to get, so we didn't get MJF versus CM Punk in Cleveland. We're going to get CM Punk versus MJF in Chicago. Next week, CM Punk's mm-hmm. hometown is where we're going to get that. Not, we're not saving this match for Revolution, although we may have a part two at Revolution. Who knows? But we're going to get apparently CM Punk versus MJF in Chicago. I'm ready for this. This, this was a very, very interesting segment. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that <laughs> CM Punk got a promo on a scarf. Uh, Beautiful. It was just fantastic. Um, yeah, MJF is again. And can I just please take note that um, CM Punk was like, so for the first time ever, I want your chant MJF's name. So he comes out. So yeah. the crowd goes, MJF. And, and Tony Devani goes, sucks, sucks, sucks. <laughs> I was literally bing all over the place. I was like, I love how they can... I've said this about so many things in AW, but how commentators can literally just like have their own opinions. And yes, yes. Like Tony Schiavone hates Adam Cole and MJF, and you know about it. Like it's brilliant. <laughs> I love it so much. So I was, I was just going crazy about that for like even like throughout the entire segment. I was just like, <laughs> sucks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this was brilliant. Um, MJ obviously. Pulling like some punches on Punk and Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then when, like, you know, FTR came out Mm -hmm. and Wardlow and Sean Spears. Why is Sean Spears not in just a blazer and no t shirt (laughs) this week? Did he forget that he didn't need the t shirt and just need to put the blazer on next time? (laughs) And listen to Sarah's fashion tips. he, He didn't even do like the whole ecstasy thing when he hit the chair mm. so that was that was upsetting he's a little um, off after taking that that gts from, yeah i feel like Sam he's Park. like you it's, know it's, probably just like you know a few brain cells have got muddled up a little bit um <laughs> yeah. when when mjf was like to wardlow like power bombing i was like come on wardlow come on man just grow a backbone you're in your home place don't just, do it oh my god don't he did do it. it yeah he did it yeah, I was um, like, oh, man. They they built to that moment. Me. The crowd was ready for him to turn. They were ready. I was thinking, yeah. here, here we they go. booed him when he did it as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it, it's those subtle facial expressions from Wardlow. The whole time yeah. the beatdown's going on, um, he was just not he was, involved. He was standing in the corner, just really not. He's not. He wasn't really digging it. Nope. Didn't want. Didn't want a power bomb, but he did. Uh, so. 
I almost got upset with Jr. there because he was selling too much that 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 Wardlow was in the corner and not really into this. I was like, oh, don't don't draw too much attention to it. Yeah. I was I was thinking like the turn was about to happen. I was like, well, the more you talk about it, it's not going to surprise anybody. Stop, Jr. Shut up. But it didn't happen, so it didn't really stick out quite as badly as it could have. But uh, but yeah, so. How much longer do you think they're they're going to keep teasing us with this Wardlow thing? Like it's I is is it, is it going to happen in Chicago now? I don't know. Is it? Are we, we're going to wait till Revolution? I don't know. Uh, it's just they keep us hanging on, but it's it's going to be beautiful when it happens. Uh, so yeah. Who, who you got next week? Uh, Sam Punk or MJF? Who comes out of Chicago? Um, the victor. Do you know what I have thought about this and. I generally think MJF should steal it mm. because of the heat that would happen. And yeah. if you want to kind of fuel up this and do a revolution, you need to pee people off. So at that point, and that would be some heat. At that 100%. point, <laughs> if, at that point, do you put CM Punk over at Revolution, or do you have MJF beat him for a second time? I don't know about that. It depends how this match goes. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of you know where do you go from that point? Mm. Would be I would think you know somehow CM Punk gets the victory here and then MJF gets that win at Revolution. But I don't know, um, man, because of the whole yeah. Wardlow could be the 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 X factor in in one of these two matches. We we assume there's going to be a part two at Revolution. We assume we don't know. Mm. You think there have to be? I, I don't think they're just going to end this on a dynamite. No, um, and we're, they put we're, too much effort into it. We're we're what four or five weeks away from Revolution now. Yeah, so it's it's building up. So, um, let's see. Then we found out that the next victim for John Moxley is Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens of the Acclaim will be taking on John Moxley on Rampage Friday. Um, nice knowing you. Yep, but they are hilarious. Their 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 oh, segments yeah. are slowly becoming some of my favorites. I'm just, just really cautious about what this rap's going to be. Oh, oh, oh! I didn't think about that. Uh, oh. I mean, they will have to okay it with Mox, obviously, but mm. I'm still a bit nervous. So this this was this is going to be a taped rampage, right? So that's that's a good thing. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> at least at least that. Uh, They'll get a heads up on what they need to edit out of that if it's if it's too bad. Yep. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, you never know. It might yep. get suspended again. Mm. Uh, might have, have Renee coming after him. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> May not need to suspend him. We might Legit, him in, do not mess with her, man. She will come for you. Put him in witness protection program so she mm. can't find him. That kind of thing. So, um, Then we found out that Julia Hart is going to be facing Jade Cargill on Friday Rampage for the the TBS title, and I love it that Jade is handpicking her opponents now. I think that yeah. works great for her gimmick, not yeah. her gimmick, just her character. That she's like, yeah, I'm gonna face the one-eyed girl. You're yeah. next. And <laughs> smart Mark Sterling is there with a contract, and I love this that he's got a contract saying, hey, we're not gonna be liable. Or anything because you they got the eye thing and all that. Uh, what cross your T's and dot your eyes? Yeah. Well, yeah, I like as the cheesy joke guy. I like that. That's right up 
<laughs> with my cow jokes. Yeah. But yeah, so Jake yeah, Cargill versus I mean, uh, Julia Hart. I like this the fact that um like Griff was trying to like kind of like, you know, Julia don't do this and she's like, No, I can sort myself out and I love yeah. that because otherwise yeah. you get it a lot where where you kind of get guys like going, No, 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 no. Let me help you love. And it's like, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> I can sort stuff out myself, thank you. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I love that. And then obviously then we got a little promo from Brody King and Malachi. Yes, yes, we did. And I'm just wondering if two and two plus four. Usually two and two does make four, yes. Mm-hmm. But in this um, context. Yes. Uh there was a flash of Julia Hart on the screen during that promo, correct? I can't remember, dude. I'm almost positive. Back me up, somebody out there, if you're listening. Dude, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw during that whole video promo vignette with those two that there was a flash while Malachi Black was talking and it showed Julia Hart with the eye patch on. I'm pretty sure. So maybe it's like a subliminal message that just got to me and no, to nobody else, but... Um, so I think that might be an indication of something uh, coming down the line. But I love the mm. promo from both of those guys. Uh, the first yeah. time I've really heard Brody King talk, um, and he sounded great. Uh, yeah. Very threatening from both of them. Uh, mm. That the House of Black was like death. They're both inevitable. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so great. Pretty silly minds from like, the MCU there, but okay. Oh, really? Okay. I said, you know, I'm not as familiar with the MCU. So. Yeah. Do you know what, though? I will say this one thing. This whole Malachi Black, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Daniel Bryan, all this has actually got one of my friends coming around to my house on Saturday to watch Dynamite from this week. Really? Because oh. he remembers, like, he used to watch NXT back, you know, when NXT was NXT. And yeah, like, yeah. I was like, yeah, Malachi Black's in, <laughs> this, that, and the other been sending it. I'm like, look, this is Brody King. This is, you know, Will Hobbs. And he's like, I've, I've got to come see this. Like, I literally have to see this now. So I've been going good. on to it for about, for about over a year now. Like, you you like yeah. wrestling, so you need to watch this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll do. And I just keep sending, like, random vignettes and stuff. And he's like, yeah, fine. Yeah, when do you want me around? <laughs> I was like, Saturday? <laughs> You, you hooked somebody in. Very good. Yeah. Then we had uh, number two ranked, legit Layla Hirsch, picking up the victory over the number one ranked female. Yeah. Uh, Red Velvet. Um, getting the win by pulling the tights. Very, very heel fashion, getting the victory. Yeah. So what did you think about this this victory for, uh, for Layla Hirsch? I love it because I want Layla Hirsch to be an absolute badass. Yes. And I want her to just run roughshod around it and at some point meet Jay Cargill. And mm. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah. Uh, I wondered if they're, if they're, if they are building her up for something like a T- TBS title shot or, I don't know, if they're going a full hill route with her, uh. um, would she be a good opponent for? For Jade or for uh, Britt Baker, but you know Britt Baker's you know really a full blown heel too, although not treated like it. So I, I, think, I don't know. I think you'd go kind of the Jade route, mm-hmm. like a very long build, 
and get her to the jade route, she could lose that, which then could inform her character even more because you don't want to go into Brit because I don't feel like she's um, at that point just yet. Yeah. But going towards Jade, I can 100% see it. But she is now, I'm assuming, will be the number one ranked female after yeah, this match. So, so I'm not sure if it's going to be her choice. She may, you know, we may have, we may just by the rankings have to see her versus Britt, or unless she decides to go for the TBS. So I guess she can pick if she's well, yeah, she's exactly the because there's like two in there. So yeah, so it'd be interesting to see which route she takes. Though e- either one of those matchups, though, I think would be would be it would be interesting dynamics either way. Yeah. But we did have Chris Statlander come out and save a post-match attack on on Red Velvet. She did come out and make the save. So it is obvious also they're going to build to that match with with Chris Statlander and and Layla Hirsch before we get to any kind of title matches for Layla. Yeah. I also just want to know, Jim Ross sometimes, I think he forgets that he's mic'd. What did he say? Did I miss it? When Layla (laughs) ran up the ramp, and Chris Statlander was chasing her. Chris Statlander stopped, and Jim Ross went, oh, there's that invisible wall that stops people running up the ramp. Uh, and Nate Scal went, I think she's checking, going to go check on her friends. And yeah. she's like, eh. <laughs> Come on, they are. Yeah. But oh, tonight, dude. again, we, we go back to the, hey, they get to say what they want to say. So, 100%, um, but I just, you, I just you get, love you get the those... fact that, that it was just like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, brilliant. Maybe not mention that, but it's it's true. But yeah, she was going back to check on yeah on Velvet. So there's a legit reason. Um, even if it did seem kind of like an invisible wall. Um, during the commercial break, we got Sammy Guevara with his cue card gimmick along with Fuego, just just thanking everybody for supporting him. Yeah. And it was it was a nice little little moment. I, I do I do miss. Seemed like it was a better gimmick when he was a heel and he was being a smart aleck with the with the cue cards. There was something more mm. endearing about him being a complete smart butt with those things than just just uh, I guess pandering to the fans now with them. But it's still it's still cool. It's always a nice little thing to have during the commercial break for us. I know it's not you don't have a commercial yeah, I do, break. I, I, I just see so many doing yeah. cue cards. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> on my screen. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, the AEW Women's Champion, coming out, uh, basically running down the Cleveland crowd. Um, yeah. She uh, hammering home that she is the best Baker, the only Baker that can win championships, referring to the Cleveland Browns quarterback, uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I know you weren't aware of that as uh, being over there. I know you don't watch the NFL. But that's who she was referring to as as as, as her being the better baker. Uh, also, there, you're, there, she was out there showing all of her accolades she got from the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I think that's who it was from, right? Mm-hmm. She had four different awards out there. She is very decorated, deserves every award she has. But it's it's so funny that we 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 talk about not wanting people to be interrupted. There was the part of me right then that's going, this will be a really good time for an interruption. I just genuinely did not get the point of this whole segment. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. just, it, it just kind of, it's like, oh, we've got time to fill. Yeah. Just put Brit out. Um, and also, like, for people that don't watch your football, <laughs> I have no idea what the hell was going on. So I'm just going, 
Oh, yeah. I guess I'll just scroll through TikTok for a little bit because I've no idea what's happening. I have no <laughs> idea why people are getting mad. I have no idea who these people are. Um, I'm bored now, and I don't want to be bored when Britt Baker's talking. She's brilliant. She is. I yeah. just felt this was just such mm. a pointless point in this entire show. Yes. And I do applaud them in a way for not having somebody come out and interrupt, but it, it did it did feel like a moment where you needed some type of altercation in order for it to feel like there was a point to it because it was literally just her dog in the There was literally no point to it. It's like if it was like if you were watching stuff over here, like we could say like loads of different yeah, things yeah. and then everybody in America would be like, uh yeah. So I I get that it's for the whole it was crowd. For, it was for the live crowd, but more, and... it just really does not translate. Yeah. Yep. At all. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite part of the segment was was at the end when, and I know this doesn't translate to you either, but this is me personally when she she got the uh, the Pittsburgh terrible towel from somebody at ringside and walked out with it in front of the Cleveland crowd. It was something as a, a person that watches the NFL, I do. I thought that was a nice touch at the end. Her, you know, walking out with that Pittsburgh towel. So, but I still, I know that doesn't translate to you. Um, no, it was just but, a flag to me. I know. <laughs> but before, just um, a yellow flag. Just a yellow flag. Um, but bef- right before the main event, we did have an interruption of they were showing um, uh, graphics for next week's matches and for Rampage matches, and all of a sudden, like Nyla Rose just walks out and goes, "Hey, I'm mad at Ruby Soho." Yeah, I didn't like this either. It was, she wants Ruby Soho because she's blaming Ruby for for taking away, beating her and taking away her shot at the TBS title. I get it. She's got a beef with Ruby. Uh, Not a really meaty story or anything like that. But the the best part of this, the two things I liked about it. One, it was kind of impromptu. I like things that throw the script off a little bit. It's like, Oh, we were showing graphics, but uh, wait a minute, something's happening. You know, that kind of weirdness, I kind of dig every now and then to kind of throw my brain off a little bit. The second part that I like was how she was talking to, like, JR. I want a match with Ruby Soho. And JR says, well, then go talk to management. Like, what are you, what, mm. why, why are you coming out and telling the commentary desk? I, I love that response by JR. Um, but yeah, it was a little just, hey, just a reason to get a match, it seemed like. so. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think after the Brit thing, I was just like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> get on to what I want. You says play me and just carry on. You're already checking out, ready for the lights out match. Right? Yeah. I get that. I was still scrolling through TikTok at this point, so. Your lights had already been cut out. Yeah, I was done. All right. It is time for the main event. Unsanctioned lights out match. Adam Cole. Hey, babe. And freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy in the main event. And we're going to talk a lot about this match, but it was freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy getting the victory after an epic fall from the top of the entrance tunnel or exit tunnel, depending on which way you're going, uh, off of that tunnel uh, through the floor. And uh, I, I'd say Orange Cassidy made the cover. He didn't really make the cover. He just kind of landed on him uh, and then got the three-count victory. A lot of controversy, though. A lot of people, a lot of opinions about 
Uh, who should have won this match? But I'm interested to hear your thoughts. What would you think well, it's about like this match? Nobody listened to the podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Yeah. Well, we we mentioned you know go do some yoga and stuff before you comment, but apparently not everybody listens. Um, everybody needs to listen to the podcast, and then we exactly. would nobody would have been complaining on Twitter. We're, gi- we're giving we're giving out advice that's useful, people. Brown our best. But no, I mean, this was. Good, not the best lights out match ever. Yeah, it's got some competition though. So I, 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 I would like to give that to either Mox and Kenny or Brit and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, had this happened before those two matches, then we would probably judging it completely differently. Yeah, 100%. but based on the, I would agree with you. Based on the lights out matches that we've seen, yes, mm-hmm. this did not live up to those expectations. But those are high expectations. Yep, but. You know, their expectations. Yeah, um, I I did enjoy towards the end of the match. That's when I really like just mm-hmm. like a cute little spot. Yeah. But I have to mention the whole chair thing, I think we'll call it. Because I was not expecting it. And as I mentioned on Twitter, if you've seen it, I almost caused my pug to fly. Um, very sorry for, for my pug. He was just... <laughs> Sleeping on my Whee! knee, and then Danhausen appeared. Boom! And then I jumped, and my pug thought we were being attacked, and wouldn't. I had to then, because I watch after it's been live. I had to pause it and calm down for five minutes to explain we were safe. It was just Danhausen. That but was he. He didn't understand what I was saying, so I just gave him a treat, and he was quiet. <laughs> but yeah, my dog almost flew. Did you see this one coming? No. 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 I don't think anybody did the way the crowd went. I don't even think Adam Cole and 100% Orange Cassidy was like, what? What the? What? Loved it. Loved it. And I, I, I love it. And I'll admit my ignorance as far as independent wrestling. Because I've never watched a Dan Housen match before. I've never so, watched Dan Housen match. Yes. But I've seen so much stuff of him. I know. On Twitter, YouTube, on yes. vlogs. So that, that says so much about how he has gotten himself over. Oh, 100%. The fact that I know so much about him and I know enough about the character to have gone nuts to see him. Yeah. And have never seen a single match. It's. Yeah. And I'm going to make it a point, too. I don't want to watch a match. I know we, we talk about how mm. how cool it was for you watching Jay Lethal for the first time. Yeah. I've never seen any history of him whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I want to have that same thing, too. I want the first time yeah. the match that I watch, I want it to be in AEW. And then I'll go yeah. back and watch some of his other stuff. But I just yep. want to I want to save that. Just so I'll yeah. Because I don't know what to expect in the ring. Well, I, I just genuinely love the fact that <laughs> MJ, <laughs> if you've been following stuff with MJF and Dan Housen, you'll notice that MJF is like kind of stuck with him a little bit. Um, and MJF's tweet was just like, um, <laughs> Brody King's tweet was like, he's following me because you're both in Ring of Honor. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is brilliant. Um, obviously. Evil Uno did his Evil Uno's colleagues with Danhausen, which I love when Evil Uno does that tweet with whoever turns up. 
Um, yeah. You can you can tell so many. He he's got such he's a good. He's loved re- in the wrestling. World. Yes, he's got such a good relationship with loved. with everybody in AEW yeah. and elsewhere. So it seems like the kind of guy that you would like to have in your company for several. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I'm, also, I just love the fact that I saw this take. I think a page I follow tweeted this, but they like quote. Um, they like did a picture of like somebody going. Who is this guy? They're now getting people that we don't know. Why aren't they getting people we know? And it's like, AEW gets in WWE, <laughs> uh, WWE wrestlers. Why is it all like WWE? AEW gets in indie wrestlers. Why is it not people we know? Make your mind up. <laughs> yeah. Like, just because you don't know him doesn't exactly. mean the rider world doesn't know him. Do you know what? There is a world outside of WWE Universe and it exists. Because the last two people that we've had come in were, were former Ring of Honor, uh, Brody King and now yep. Dan Housen. Dan Housen. So, um, it, it obviously shows there is a, a mix that we yep. you see come into AEW. It's not just yep. XWU guys. It is a mix of people from everywhere. They're trying to, to build an awesome roster doesn't matter where you came from. Uh, also, like, because sooner you know, people can just see it that way. Because and you take know the names the of the ex-WWE people, it then puts over the names you don't know, and you get to know them, and then you like them wrestlers. And then that's good for everybody, because that then means that if they ever decide to leave AEW, they could go work elsewhere, and people would follow them. And that means they have a career and a livelihood and can support themselves and their family. And it's called being a job. <gasps> My God, it's like yeah, what it's time? A, it's exhausting. I know. It, it's coming up for like quarter to eleven here, and I am on a rant. So <laughs> go off, go off. Just, I just, uh, um, I, that's why I literally just logged off Twitter uh, tonight because I've just done. I'm done. Can't do it. And I don't normally log off, but I have. I'm just done. I don't blame me. I, I, I need to do it more than I do. Um, I don't. I don't put my phone down there enough. I need to. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Even though. Yeah. This definitely the match itself did not live up to Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa standards, or Kenny Omega, John Moxley standards. It was still, I thought, an excellent ending to the show, and I, I'm interested to see where both characters go from here. Uh, I assume Adam Cole. Arch Cassie, that that program is done, and that we're gonna see Adam Cole move on to possible world title situation pretty soon. Yeah, um, and I'm just not sure exactly where Orange Cassie's gonna go from here. Um, but I yeah, think yeah. stuffing with the whole um, Trent and Will Utah stuff's gonna be kicking off anyway. So yeah, he's yeah. probably gonna be involved with that because he's meant to be Will Utah's. Trainer or something, mm-hmm. or he's, he's like, um, help train him. Yeah, but the other thing I just want to mention about this main event was <laughs> the um, the spot on the scaffolding, yes, <laughs> the fact yeah. that Orange Cassidy had a metal spiked cup, yeah, yeah, when Adam Cole did a low blow. Then Orange Cassidy, when Adam Cole got under the scaffolding, <laughs> and he just looked down and went, Where is he? Like, where is he? <laughs> I don't know why, but I enjoyed that so much because it reminded me of like Panto season over here. Um, they did really well with that. Yeah, and then just turns around, Orange Cassidy is the low blows in which Adam Cole looks like he is in a world of pain. 
And then, as he stands up, he gives him a hug. The extended they, hug. They just, they just look down, and Adam Cole's like, no, no, no. and no. Raj Gatsby's just like, oh, yeah. I just, I don't know why, but that spot just tickled me too much. I just, love that. Seeing Adam Cole try to wiggle out of the hug too. Like, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, yeah, that was. I do think there was a, a enough, not too much comedy in this match, but just enough to make it feel like an Orange Cassidy yeah. match. Just enough to be annoying to Adam Cole, as we've seen before. Yeah. But uh, there was a lot more um, physicality by Orange Cassidy in this match. Uh, Orange right, Cassidy was ridiculous in this. Right from the get-go, Orange Cassidy did away with the when he took his glasses off and, and broke them i think that was like the message that hey it's the you're not gonna get the lazy stuff that you normally get and we got to look tastes every now and then yeah but it was really full blow for you know full on for for orange cassie from the get-go so yeah uh but and guys and like we kind of mentioned at the beginning when we were talking about this match just because adam cole lost this unsanctioned match where wins and losses don't count. Don't panic. Don't yeah. like, don't start crazy talking just because Adam Cole lost this match because Britt Baker lost her lights out match. She's the yeah. AEW women's champion. Thunder Rosa is not yet. She will be, but she's not yet. So you look at the, the person who lost that match, what happened to their career from that point on. I, I'm pretty sure the same thing's going to happen with Adam Cole. Is he going to win the championship the really, really soon? No, but... Kenny Omega, he lost yeah. that unsanctioned match, and, and he then... did pretty well. Yeah, he did, with a microphone. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but I just want to say, Dan Housen is all elite. It is yes. official. Yes. So, very happy for that. I think he's still got very a broken evil. leg. So I think he's still kind of yeah. like recovering with that. So I don't know if we'll see him in ring for a while. No, I think like Britt Baker though, he's gonna yeah, do a lot, do a lot of character work because oh, that's that's where he's gonna shine. hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah. So all in all, it was good. It wasn't yeah. amazing. It wasn't bad. It was yeah. good. Solid episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's our lineup for Rampage Friday. We have John Moxley versus the Acclaims, Anthony Bowens. Mm-hmm. We're finally going to get Lee Johnson and Brock Anderson versus FTR. Uh, and love it that Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard are both going to be out there. That should be fun. Uh, we are going to have the tag team titles on the line as Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, defend against Private Party. And the TBS title will be on the line as Jade Cargill defends against Julia Hart. The TBS title again on TNT. I know. It's it's a thing now. It's 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 good. If it keeps happening like this, it's gonna become a running joke that the TBS title is never defended on TBS. But mm-hmm. we'll just we'll leave it there for now. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, so awesome lineup, fun stuff. Uh, we would love to hear what you have to say about this episode of Dynamite. Follow us on our channel at Beauty X the Beard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play. And you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. Uh, so please give us a follow there so we can discuss these things. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, y'all be good out there. Be good to each other. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.
unsanctioned lights out match. Adam Cole. When we come to that one spot, I need you Wait. to let me talk. Yeah, well, I'm trying to. I'm trying to let you talk right now. Adam Cole. Bye bye. Oh man, that's that's it. Bye bye. Are you, are you tired? Um, <laughs> dude, it's like half ten over here. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> and freshly squeezed orange Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs>